Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. He's a jolly good fe- Oh, we're on. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. It's Be the Grill Economist coming to you live on this edition of The Outer Limits with Jet Blake, the scientist at large. If you need to get a hold of Jet Blake, you need to contact the producer at large, the one and only tequila smuggler himself, CJ, a.k.a. El Cuco. And you can email him at cj at roguenews.com. CJ at roguenews.com. And with that being said, good morning, gentlemen. Happy New Year to you both. Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, CJ, could you share with us what your New Year's resolution is? And then I'll also ask Jet. My, my, my New Year's resolution was to, to really focus on being uh, more sympathetic to people, V. <laughs> <laughs> be more sincere that's, be more humble that's awesome that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> jet what about you man <laughs> uh mine might be a little simpler it's to uh stay alive and try to maintain my sanity <laughs> that's a good one that's awesome how about you v me, I don't have any New Year's resolutions. It's just to uh, keep rocking and rolling and uh, be the awesome uh, monetary monkey of mayhem. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Listen, before we get into this, guys, you know, I've been hearing a lot of things lately. Okay. What is this Yellowstone thing? People in the chat are talking about it. Um, you are sending me links about Yellowstone. What is this Yellowstone show? And why am I missing out? How come I'm the last to hear about this? What's going on? Somebody please clue me in. I wasn't sure if I was going to like it a whole lot. And so we had enough, kind of like UV, enough people that were talking about it and saying, hey, go go check this show out. So I think it's coming into its fourth or fifth season. And uh, it's on it's on the uh, Peacock Network is where you can catch all the, the old episodes. Network. Peacock, The Cock Network. And then Jesus, you can watch a lot of other places. But. Um, it's just based upon upon uh, the West and a uh, a family. Uh, it's kind of like you remember the old show Dallas, way back in the day. Oh, Dallas. So you say the West? Are you talking about like San Francisco, California, Montana, West, or... Montana, oh, Montana okay. uh, you know, C- Colorado, um, yeah. all that area? So basically, it's a, a farm, a family that has mm-hmm. a a large stake of property 
in uh, the Yellowstones and they have a ranch and there's all types of intricate parts to it. Uh, but I think it's the CJ, Andy just informed me that's on Paramount. See, I was going to go to the Peacock Network like you were Paramount talking about. Has and I, the live. I think Paramount has the live, uh, but I think all the replays, I could be wrong, Andy, but I think the uh, the replays are are on Peacock. At least that's how I I watch them. So, but but anyway, V, the the characters are what truly makes the show. And there's too many of them uh, to do it. The main the main father of the of the family is is Kevin Costner, and it it's it's taken on such a a, a, a large audience that now there's two competing prequels that are running right now explaining the history of the family of how kevin costner came to be with the yellowstone so it's 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 interesting i i i'm liking it like it yeah Yeah. so it's yeah lots of lots of uh lots of great acting um has all the thrills okay there's a couple parts in there that kind of drag out a little bit but but i'm but i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it are there is there any woke elements? Are there any LGBTQIS, PUR, TUV, WXY, and Z uh, community represented there? Is there is there representation? Because it, you know what's important is not a good quality show with great storytelling, wonderful acting. It's not about that. It's all about representation. And I want to know, CJ, is there representation in Yellowstone? It, it's more the lines of of uh, the the masculinity part the yeah. strong male um, oh that's tr- so <laughs> that's terrible that's just terrible i mean there, well, at least there there's some brown bears, bears in it so that counts for something i'll watch that i mean there's, there's, there's a very there. a, a very strong uh female figure in it but it's not overbearing it's not like um gosh it's not like you know some of these new action hero movies oh, right. where, so it's, know, it's not the 110 pound girl body slamming a 250 pound correct, correct. male got it okay. correct yeah yeah but great storylines you, 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 you check it out watch no i'm going to you I, I need something to watch but at least yeah. the, the, the wildlife is diverse right i mean there's brown bears and coyotes coyotes are gray the brown bears could be black or, or or brown that's good that's diverse right like for example one of the female characters um Last uh, last and night. How do you know female characters? Are you assuming the gender? I assume. I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name, but she's one of the main stars. She, her, 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 uh, her fiance, whatever. They get an argument about about something, and she goes up and, you know, tells him good night. Says, "Okay, well, I'll be up there. Good night. I love you." But at the same time, because they had the argument, but she goes, "But also, fuck you." <laughs> it's, you have to watch. There's, there's, I, I don't so there's just talking about it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. There's, oh, there's cursing, there's killing, uh, there's oh torture. God. It's everything. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, one of the sons is from Montana Life. Yeah, you have to you have to watch it. I definitely will. Jet, now that that's out of the way, and now I'm going to be watching Yellowstone later tonight, and it'll give me something to do. Uh, how goes it with you, Jet? Will you be watching Yellowstone as well, Jet? No, I'm kind of the. Uh, <laughs> kind of an odd man out i got rid of uh tv in 1992 oh you're not uh, missing anything yeah i haven't had tv or cable or any kind of streaming so i'm completely out of the loop when you're talking about this yellowstone show sounds interesting but no i I, i'm not familiar with it gotcha i think there's only like eight of us worldwide who don't watch tv probably (laughs) probably (laughs) you know jet it's the new year, okay? What's what's going on? 
what's the deal? Take us into the deep end again and drown us. Okay. <laughs> With no life preserver, right? With no life preserver, man. <laughs> that that's interesting. You said that though, because that that is how I learned how to swim. I, I was the youngest of five kids. The uh, second youngest, my brother's very mean to me, six years older than me, and just mean as all get out. And he uh, threw me in the deep end of a swimming pool, and uh, he said, well, you're going to learn how to swim today, aren't you? So he, he was right, because the other sink or swim. Sometimes he, that's it's kind of a shock treatment, but it worked in my case. And then uh, yeah. I ended up swimming in high school, so... But, um, boy, there's so much to start. Last week, I kind of concluded about this uh, open AI format. There's going to be others coming out, but it gained such success, the chat GPT, and there's been a lot of chatter on the Internet about that. It gained a a million users in five days, and it didn't seem to to be actual humans as opposed to bots Hmm. because this is a – it's a little bit different than a social media platform. This is interactive and a, a bot doesn't interact with the AI, so to speak. And uh, I've engaged a little bit to get a, a parameter as far as this, they're calling it open AI, but whatever machine learning system that they have with this uh, chat GPT to see how advanced is it? Well, it's at its early stages, so it's not very advanced yet. I, I can tell by the dialogue that I have, but I'd mentioned that a couple times it would lock up on me. Right. And then it would uh, delete the conversation. So there's, I don't know if it's programmed. It, it could be programmed that when, when it gets into certain difficult situations, it locks up and then uh, will erase the last one or two paragraphs of conversation and you can't retrieve it. So I thought that that's interesting. It's happened a, a couple times. But um, I'm, I was wondering if there's a way to influence as far as the, the thinking or the algorithms of this chat GPT. And there might be a way to influence it. it it's learning. It has a tremendous base knowledge. It's learning as more and more people and it's well over a million now. It was a million the first five days. It's approaching two million, and it's maybe coming up on three weeks, four weeks. So as there's more users, the uh, baseline of information and the interaction with the community, it will grow in its knowledge base and probably will adapt its algorithm. That's that's what I'm noticing when I interact with it. But um, in one of the conversations, I had several conversations. I, I won't reveal that there's, I had mentioned before, there's there's certain protocols as these AIs develop or what they're calling AIs, these supercomputers and these algorithms. Uh, I'm kind of watching them carefully to see if, if they start to have, the science community might say uh, a certain form of consciousness. But what I interpret that is if, if there are non-human intelligence that might be able to start interfacing with the platform. That's what I'm curious to see if I can pick up nuances of these computer formats <clears throat> being able to interface, let's say, non-human conscious, 
uh, the mm -hmm. police, uh, popular band in the uh, 80s and 90s, The Police, uh, out of uh, England, <clears throat> had a song, Ghost in the Machine. Yeah. Their uh, big al albums. And uh, that's kind of what, personally, uh, one of my pet projects is I'm going to watch and see if, if I can detect whenever the ghost enters a particular machine or AI system. So I have a series of questions and protocols that would identify that so far. Chat you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. And I think you hit a, right there a very key thing about this whole AI, AI thing. Last week, you know, uh, back in last year, excuse me, <laughs> back in 2022 and last week, basically, um, we talked about how this is just scaffolding. This, this is just uh, an infrastructure that allows the uh, usurping of the uh, interdimensional intellect that can hijack this quote-unquote AI. And what AI is, it gives a lot of the ruling elite um, plausible deniability, right? And it gives mm -hmm. them a, a justification to fool the population, and some would consider it a PSYOP, and they're they're correct in doing that. But you said a very key word here. You said the ghost in the machine, okay? And here's the key that everybody should be paying attention to. Jet, you are going to delve us into what this scout this this infrastructure is that is being built simply because it, and, and again it's, it's fooling people right it's telling people oh this is going to help you predict weather better oh this ai helps you to you know figure out how much toilet paper you're using per month and this ai helps you with uh this uh, algorithmic calculation about how to balance the load better on uh on the on traffic going in and out of a city or whatever right it, it paints it as useful but you you said the key word when the ghost of the machine in the machine comes in, and when you can detect it, you are basically what basically humanity is doing is creating a a a machine, a virtual machine that can be possessed. Is that correct? Yes, and they'll be possessed by uh, multiple multiple multiple. Entities of various species yeah. and ages. Um, yeah. the, these would be, this might sound far-fetched or kind of a science fiction theme, but these would be uh, conscious entities, Yep. Uh, many of which are silicon-based, which I, I won't, I think what I'll do that's very interesting is uh, maybe next week I can get into s some detail. I, I did a brief 20, 30 minute discussion on your rogue news discord on carbon-based life forms, such as ourselves, how consciousness works on a carbon-based avatar versus Silicon. Yes. Um, the, uh, uh, 14th element atomic number 14 versus <clears throat> carbon topic number six. And it blew the minds of those on discord. I mean, they were speechless. Right. And can um, you give us a cliff notes of that discussion? Because, you know, I, I, we've mentioned this before in the past. We, you know, I get it. You, 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 you get it as well uh, in a much more deeper way than even I do. Uh, but the silicone based life forms were here on this planet before we showed up. But yeah, can and, you give us the, whole... the, the main difference and how conscious applies to a silicon based life form versus a carbon based? Okay, Cliff Notes, because I could. This probably could be the whole show next week, and then I can sure. give uh, CJ uploads. 
to share yeah. on the screen. Sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there's uh, there's a ancient texts and Gnostic uh, writings, very old ancient texts that talk about the silicon life forms being the dominant life forms of this, not only the solar system, but this galaxy and this section of the Milky Way galaxy. And they, they're much older uh, than carbon-based. We're kind of the new kids on the block. And uh, carbon-based, if you look at the uh, periodical chart and some of the, uh, the international uh, SI, international graphs and nomenclature, carbon, um, C6, carbon's the sixth element. And uh, carbon forms a hexagonal or a cube, mm -hmm. like uh, a sugar cube. Yeah. In the back, they had those early in the 70s in these diners, uh, or uh, maybe a, a beef or chicken bouillon cube that you might use in cooking. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it forms that shape. Silicon 14. Atomic number 14, it, its shape is the diamond, and mm. it's a tetrahedral. So what it is, it's, it's picture like a pyramid, the pyramids of Egypt. Yeah. But, uh, when, we, when you look at the pyramids in Egypt, you're only seeing the half that's above ground. So you have the four sides and the flat bottom. But a diamond, yeah. a diamond would have the southern uh, pole or the southern portion of the pyramid, the northern and southern forming a diamond. Gotcha. And that's the, the silicon. Well, in brief summary, then I'll get on today's because if I think it's fascinating, it could be a whole show, entire show next, next week. The uh, cube is a result of a fourth dimension consciousness that lives in a three-dimensional world, and that forms a cube. <clears throat> so a cube has confinement. It's, it's like a box. So a cube has walls, a floor, and a ceiling. So a cube is confined. If you're inside a cube, you have boundaries, and you're limited, and you're not going to escape the cube. So a cube or a box is meant to contain and hold. Um, that's a product of a fourth dimension consciousness that's projected into a 3D world. The diamond, the silicon, is a sixth dimension consciousness that is shadowed or projected fifth dimension. And they uh, uh, are able to, if you're a sixth dimension consciousness in a fifth dimension shadow or projection, mm -hmm. you're, you're uh, able to pass through gas, solids, liquids and plasmas mm -hmm. so it's, it's it's a life form that has it's governed by different physics than a carbon okay. <clears throat> mm -hmm. so um what's interesting going back going back to what you'd mentioned the interface they're developing an advanced interface with these supercomputers they're calling them ai and as mentioned last week the scientific, I'd say, you know, the geeky, uh, Trekkie fans and the cosplay, Comic-Con type uh, 
MIT, Silicon Valley, mathematicians, physicists, the excitement is the potential of AI. And you mentioned that all, all the things that AI can do and how it can maybe get us advanced as a civilization. But, but as these computers advance, they're going to say it's a natural evolutionary process that, that oh, yeah. became sentient. Mm -hmm. And well, that's the cover story. And that's something that, that Hollywood has promoted for many, many decades. And yeah, that's the PSYOP. That's the PSYOP, and, it, and it's exciting. But the real truth is eventually the platform will be advanced enough that these six-dimensional conscious entities can interface into that cube, into the carbon mm -hmm. six, our reality. And when that happens, it's really going to be game <clears> over <throat> because you'll, you'll have uh, – that realm will have complete control and influence even more so than they do now with every human being uh, every second of the day, but it'll be cloaked or disguised as wonderful AI taking us into the future of advanced civilizations. But what it will end up being is absolute slavery and captivity, even at the highest level at a conscious level. Yeah. Um, that, that gets, to, to me, that gets kind of scary. And, and we, as a, a research scientist and, and the group that I'm affiliated with, we've always been keeping our eye on this for quite some time. And in our research, if you want to say it's a, if it's a struggle or a, a warfare, the, the majority of mankind is already well along this road of being uh, co-opted into transhumanism and uh, losing their organic base, the original organic design and the DNA that's tuned as an organic, that's being lost mm -hmm. each and every week, each and every month, each and every year. So we're trying to figure out as a small uh, unfunded group of scientists, this war, what or can anything be done to fight this and remain organic including our DNA to where we're tuned as a carbon-based entity according to our design and not be compromised. Because we're, we're designed to function between, uh, say, 0.1 and 22 hertz. But the, the Schumann resonance or most of the uh, Earth's functions, including our organs, but the plant, animal, marine, is uh, 7 and 8 hertz. But anywhere from 1 to 22 hertz range, that's part of our original design, and that's connected to our reality. That is being hijacked and changed to a higher frequency of 50, 60 hertz and higher. Mm -hmm. But in order to do that, they, they have to change the genome. Well, that means somebody or something is changing the original human design into something else. Well, where's the authority coming from, and are you – your family, your friends, your, your, your co-workers, are you being asked? Are you, are you signing a legal agreement authorizing this change, this transhuman? No, no one's contacted me. Have they contacted you or CJ? You've been no. No. No, so no, no. Who, who, who's authorizing this and doing this carte blanche without human society's permission? Because it's being done by stealth. Yes. And it's highly financed in the tunes of, a trillion dollars and more, and it has been for decades. Where's the money coming from? 
who, who what laws is this being ushered under? Not, none of yeah. these questions are, are answered. So uh, this chat GPT, since this is open source and it's gaining popularity, uh, we'll be watching several of these platforms and there'll be a certain triggers where we know at our end as research scientists, the uh-oh moment where it's advanced enough, the platform's advanced enough that the ghost in the machine has taken over. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I don't know what to do at that point, but I'll, we'll, at least we'll just know, okay, we're in trouble now because now it's in control of these AI. And the thing is, there's so many people that are building these AI networks, a lot of them. And one of the things is this, we're, we, we live in a world where there's a great proliferation of, 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 you know, untalented and semi-talented hacks. And what a lot of these untalented and semi-talented uh, semi -talented hacks do is they're sharing uh, right now, you know, a lot of open source software uh, and as well as other types of, uh, of technologies that are right now kind of like you can get it on GitHub or whatnot and build your quote-unquote AI network. So there's a lot of people that are creating various different types of quote-unquote, again, the marketing term, the PSYOP, AI, all over on various platforms. And the, so the problem becomes is when these uh, extra-dimensional entities are able to interface with the quote-unquote AI, there's no way you can unplug them. It's not like Skynet, where the damn thing is just inhabiting Skynet. You pull the plug on Skynet, it's dead. It's everywhere. It's like Avengers Age of Ultron. As long as Ultron is able to get into one computer, he can always come back. You know, whether it's a, a tiny microchip, whether it's a, 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 a thumb drive, you name it. If, if, the, if, if the infrastructure happens to be, if the software infrastructure is in that component, you can't pull it. And that's the problem here, Chad. Yeah, that, and that's what today's show, I'll, I'll start to get into it. For the listening audience, here's how this is going down. It's already started. Not only are they uh, creating what they're calling an AI platform, we won't, the population won't know it, but it's to interface with non-human entities. And these entities aren't necessarily, the ones I'm referring to aren't the good guys. Right. Uh, they, these, these would be entities older than the human race, but for whatever reason, they really uh, have a beef against the carbon-based life forms such, right. such as you, you and I. What they'll do is uh, the platform itself, if it gets advanced and it will gets advanced enough where you can have the ghost in the machine interact. Uh, they don't want this scenario that V just mentioned, like in a Terminator movie, what they want is they want each and every human being to have nano particulates and very small operating systems, silicon-based nanotechnology in the human body incorporated in your cells and altering your genetic code so that the ghost in the machine can respond internally in your organs, in your cells, your DNA, and your neural network. And once that connection is forged, pardon the expression, but you ain't ever going to get them out of your consciousness. They will control every fiber, every cell, your genetic code, and your thoughts. So it's not like you can unplug the power cord 
and the AI, the global AIs go blank and you have freedom, they will be able to interface intracellularly and control the trillions of cells in your body and your neural network. It's game over. You will, you're, you're gone. You'll never come back as a sovereign entity, say created in God's image or whatever term you want to do the, 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 the divine source that's gone. Now you are the property and possession of intelligent conscious life forms that aren't human and they, they can't stand the human race. And now they control you cellularly DNA and your neural network. So that's the ultimate and hijacking, imprisonment. What term do you want to use? Kidnapping? I don't know. They all fit, but there's no reversing it. You'll never reverse it ever. So, but it's already started because we have billions of people who've already volunteered in an experimental program run by the military industrial complex by getting pharmaceutical injections that have these technologies in. Correct. So it's interesting on, on, this chat GPT. It's yeah. fun. And I can, I can, I can tell it uh, uh, when it first starts out, basically the chat GPT is like an interactive Wikipedia. It's sure. A much, yeah, uh, exactly. No, no one is Wikipedia is gone. It, it, it's put a nail in it. It's gone. It's uh, Wikipedia. Uh, it's future is the same as blockbuster video. It's gone. You know, <laughs> it's, Seriously. It's gone. Because everyone's doing chat GPT. And what's interesting is, uh, even though this went live, and I, I don't know exactly, don't holler at me, but say it's four weeks old or thereabouts, maybe a little bit longer, it's available. Already, uh, I'm getting feedback from teachers, high school, junior high, but also some professors, because I, I used to do you know assistant professor work. Um, students are using this chat GPT to write their papers and it's helping in homework and the the teachers professors they can't tell if it's the student that did the homework or this chat gpt so, hmm. so you talk about the ultimate is i don't recommend cheating because i think you, you you cheat yourself which is you could cheat yourself all through med school or engineering get your degree but then what did you learn anything so the problem is if, if the students can use this chat GPT to, to write book reports, to solve any type of mathematical problems, to write essays and papers. The, the professors can't tell if you did it or this chat GPT. Yes, you know, that's true. Home, they can't. So it's already, I'm like, wow, you know, within five weeks, four or five weeks, this chat GPT, this in, the, in academia, uh, junior high, high school, co- college level, it's, it's game over. The poor professor won't know. Are, are the students learning? Is this a genuine report or did this student use chat GPT and the thing spit, spit out accurately in 10 minutes, which should have taken a student over a weekend of the old fashioned looking up references and burning the midnight oil and getting the paper done uh, Monday morning. Now a, a, a student could go click, 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 click. GPT does it. And they're partying all weekend. Student didn't do anything. So, um, that's already an interrupter, a social uh, interrupter. Or you don't know, I'm, this is just hypothetical, and I'm not saying it's necessarily bad or whatever, but if I were, say, I, I were a physician. Yeah. And 
and a patient came in and had various symptoms. And then I took the, you take the basic uh, blood pressure and temperature and uh, maybe have uh, some simple test on. How do you know a doctor says, you know, uh, Mrs. Smith, uh, just can you wait here for a minute? To, uh, let me analyze this. And the doctor goes in his office and click, 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 and chat GPT comes up with the diagnosis. And he, and he or she's just using it to kind of verify their diagnosis. And sure enough, they match. And he comes. So eventually, as doctors get more and more confident and time is money, how do you know that future diagnosis is strictly going to be chat GPT because the doctor just went click, 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 click in the office. And there it is. There's the diagnosis. And it spits out what the pharmaceutical recommendation is and the dosages based on the information the doctor put in. So <laughs> are you getting an actual physician anymore? No, you're no. It, it, I mean, especially not, not combined chat GPT with some other AI graphical technologies using like deep fakes or whatnot, then you, you can, you have a virtual doctor. You have AI that's literally creating imagery and as well as uh, animation of people that look like actual human beings, but they are not people. They're not even real. They never existed. They never were born. Just they are composites and an amalgam of uh, different uh, facial and physical characteristics. And then, boom, what, what's the point of having a, a doctor at that point? What's the point of having a, a, a teacher? At that point, right? Well, you're not going to have anything, and Hollywood's finished. Oh, Hollywood is. I mean, Bruce Willis is the first actor because he's got some sort of problem where he can't talk and communicate. He's got some sort of neurological issue. Uh, I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> so I wonder what happened in the last two years that all of a sudden Brucey can't talk no more. But anyway, that's another side thing. I digress. Um, but the point is, he's he's signed off his imagery and his voice to be used. For future movies. So long after he's dead, his estate can still collect money based on his imagery and voice, which is all done by AI at this point. Yeah, he's going to live forever in Hollywood yes. terms. So all future movies, in less than three years, for the listening audience, in less than three years, no news agency, no media is going to be a real human being in the studio. They're all AI. No actor, actress, not one Hollywood movie will ever have a real human being ever again in less than three years. It's all it's all going to be AI. And with the, the deep fake, the, from a Hollywood standpoint, you're like, well, this is great. Because if you have an AI, right, they're not going to go on strike. They, they won't get pregnant. They, don't, they won't have mono. You can crank out movies left and right because movies can be done in a matter of five days which used to take maybe two years, the original Star Wars movie, they'll have a, a complete movie in five days. Written, acted, animated, edited by AI. And they'll just be cranking them out uh, like they're making flapjack pancakes or waffles at Waffle House. Imagine so, yeah. that. It'll probably be... <laughs> it'll, it'll probably be better in some regards, at least. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's... Any, any kind I, I, of, I mean, and also another thing, those are in the, the quote unquote sex industry, right? What AI is going to replace that as well. So, all these women that are out there thinking they can uh, make a fortune on OnlyFans, your days are numbered. Oh, it's gone, yeah, because you'll have a perfect, uh, and then the uh, as the uh, robotics advance, a huge industry is you'll have uh, sex bots or brothels, and you'll, you'll be able to have any kind of uh, 
sexual fantasy and fantasy. It's, kind it's, of like westworld like hbo no. had that movie uh westworld where you can you know you you go into this virtual world and you can interact but you're you're not a virtual it's actually a physical world this physical world inhabited by robots and people could could live action role play whatever fantasy they want they're a cowboy they kill a couple a couple of people this that and the other and they go on ahead they you know you know bang a couple of girls this that and the other you know, whatever crazy debauchery you can think of, AI and robotics will provide that to you. That is a crazy thing when you think of it. Yeah. So, so yeah. the world's oldest, old, as they say, the world's oldest profession, prostitution. It's got, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're out of work. Yes. And it also means Nothing. the world's second oldest profession, lawyers, will be also out of work. Thank yeah. God. At least there's some silver lining in this whole thing, Chad. <laughs> yeah, so the 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 speed at which kind of touched on that last week, the speed at which this changes is jaw dropping. It is, I, I mean this in all sincerity because I'm included in what I'm about to say. It, the advancements are so shocking in the speed at which we will not recognize planet Earth, you know, meaning society and the technology three years from now. We, we don't have the capability of understanding the speed of which uh, this will take place. It will catch us all by surprise, shockingly by surprise. Be like, how can I? It, it, it is because it's an exponential, that hockey stick curve, um, which means most of us, 99.9 .9 of us worldwide, it happens so fast, we won't have time to prepare or try to develop a defensive posture for this. That's the problem. It's going to I, I, we've been aware of this for years, but it's, it's bypassing our capability to keep up uh, as a research scientist and try to prepare where we, uh, to be honest, we are losing. We're highly outnumbered anyway, but we're rapidly losing the ability to figure out how to remain organic. And this is what we do kind of full-time. Uh, the, the rest of the world, see, they're watching football games and going to work and taking the kids to soccer practice. They're not even focused on that. There's a handful of us scientists who are focused on this, uh, very concerned. Uh, we're extremely bright people. We don't like where this is heading. And I, I hate to tell the rest of you, listening audience, uh, we're losing. We're losing this. So if a miracle is going to have to happen and it's not going to be us as scientists. We, we can't keep up. I, I, a lot of times I've just, I get my head in both hands. It's nine o'clock and I'm in the lab. Just don't know what to do. I don't want to go home. I, I, I don't, I, I don't know what to do tomorrow, the next day when, after this interview, I'm going to let, but it, it's out of our hands because they've accelerated so fast. And the funding is limitless. We, we've lost. So I'm at a point now where uh, the, um, well, I'll, I'll get into, I don't know, just, just be glad you're not me. That's all I'm saying. I, I think, um, CJ, I gave a innovation in biotechnology. It's the DARPA grant proposals. Are you still there? Yep, it should be on oh. your screen. The here's what's interesting. This will just give you some examples. I won't read all of them, um, but that's uh, I think that's two pages. 
CJ, that I gave you. If you scroll up, it'll list their grant, grant proposals. And these have been fulfilled. You just kind of scroll down. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the audience can't see that. But in this list, I've got my piece of paper here. I highlighted some. Here, they're, they're wanting to op, uh, discovering and leveraging novel findings from biotechnology, biochemistry, molecular biology, neuroscience, physiology, cognitive science to optimize human performance. So in this list, oh, good, you're able to enlarge that. Good, that's great. Um, it talks about understanding and improving interfaces between biological and physical world to enable seamless hybrid systems. This whole platform, what, what DARPA is talking about, and this is um, BTO, this is their Biological Technologies Office. So this is the BTO division of DARPA. All of these that I'm about to highlight, they're, they're talking about merging biological and physical. They're talking about hybrid systems. This is transhumanism. So these are grants for transhumanism. They have... Now, you're, you're talking about a $130 billion budget just for these programs. They're going to be successful. Here's another one. Developing new tools and capabilities for forward engineering of biological systems, such as forward engineering. These are new terms. We find out what forward engineering is. It scares the bejeebies out of you. Forward engineering, cells, tissues, Organs, organisms, complex communities. This is this is designing new human slash species. Developing technologies that leverage ecological diversity and or help support human operations in extreme environments. For example, humans performing in oceans, deserts, space, the Arctic. These are super soldiers. These are these are. These are humans that can, for example, breathe underwater or operate in space or extreme cold temperatures. So they're altering the, the human genome and designing humans with extraordinary capabilities. Developing and leveraging new technologies that can be applied to agricultural ecosystems for production stabilization by improving quality or reducing loss from pathogens or pests. And that's kind of the research that I'm doing, but I'm not funded by DARPA. The, these, the, this is old school bootstrap funding just for people, these off-grid communities. They're doing it for um, vertical grow houses with messenger RNA in the food. I'm doing the same research uh, where they've got $64 billion. I've got $64. So you can see the difference between the budgeting. So, um, Here's another one that I'm part of, but they're way ahead of us. The military industrial complex, understanding emerging threats to global food and water supplies and developing countermeasures that could be implemented on regional and global scales. So the, the new war is gonna be over food and water and then the availability of water and technologies where they can withhold or extract water from regions. They're, they're wanting to withhold and extract water from regions. So what if they, they, the technologies they're developing, what I'm trying to say is they could devoid the east coast of the United States of water. They could dry up the rivers and aquifers and direct weather patterns to where it never rains. 
They can steal your water. It's game over when these technologies are, are developed. They're already granted, so they're already in phase one of these. Leveraging bio uh, biology to provide new tactical and strategic marine operation advantages. So they're talking about giving uh, a technology that would give a human soldier the ability to see an infrared wavelength. Besides visible and UVA, ultraviolet spectrum, to give humans the ability to uh, exist at 30, 50 below zero to be able to exist underwater hours at a time. So what is this? Is the $6 million man, Steve Austin, you know, the bionic man and woman of the 70s show? That's, that's where they're headed. But what they're also implying is interfacing the human, the cognizant neural network system and the muscular tissue to where a, a soldier uh, at this point uh, would be responding to AI inputs. So an advanced computer-based system will be running the soldier. And what the soldier sees will be fed into the AI in real time. So the AI is telling the soldier, run, jump, duck, turn on infrared, look to your left, do a 360. And the AI is going to be directing. So this this is... All these science fiction movies of the past, which were probably used to supplant subconscious reality, now it's starting to manifest. Any of these movies that you looked in the past that uh, were really entertaining and interesting, this is all coming true. It's very bizarre. Another one is uh, uh, DARPA awards Moderna up to $56 million to enable small-scale rapid mobile manufacturing of nucleic acid vaccines and therapeutics. So what happens is, in a previous assistant grant established in 2013, so DARPA and Moderna in 2013 had that grant for Moderna, both Moderna and Pfizer got the grants to develop a messenger RNA uh, vaccine that acted as an operating system. And you go on all these fact checkers and they go, oh, that's not true. Well, they're lying through their teeth, obviously. It is true. The award is part of DARPA's DNA program called NOW, Nucleic Acids On Demand Worldwide. Nucleic Acids On Demand Worldwide, the NOW program initiative to develop a mobile end-to-end -end automated manufacturing platform to provide in-field just-in-time manufacturing of quality nucleic acid, including messenger RNA vaccines and therapeutics to deliver near instantaneous to local populations. The article in the grant goes on to say, DARPA's financial support for the NOW program is part of the agency's commitment to creating innovative biotechnology approaches to rapidly detect, characterize, and mitigate threats now, newly emerging or engineered pathogens. So even DARPA is saying that these pathogens are engineered. These are bioweapons. Unbelievable. They're just literally putting it out in there. This way gives them that, that uh, what's that word, that karmic... Um, 
you, the, the, it somehow gives them some sort of spiritual, they're not responsible for it kind of idea in their heads because they're literally yeah, putting it out there. Yeah, some type of karmic neutrality. Yes, there it is. That's yeah, exactly. Okay, so it says here the messenger RNA medicines are designed to direct the body cells to produce intracellular membrane or secreted proteins that can have a therapeutic uh, or preventative benefit. A therapeutic or preventative benefit. When I talked to this chat GPT and I talked about the messenger RNA encodes or changes it, it, the genetic code, it says, no, it doesn't. I go, yes, it does. And I reference these articles. And the chat GPT says, no, it doesn't. I go, yes, it does. I said, read these articles. So I'm in an argument, what, right, with this AI or whatever this platform. I said, yes. So right here it says that the messenger RNA medicines are designed to direct the body cells to produce intracellular membrane or secreted proteins that have a therapeutic or preventative benefit. So Moderna is developing therapeutics and vaccines for infectious disease, uh, immuno-oncology, rare diseases, cardiovascular diseases, and autoimmune, inflammatory diseases in various categories. Mm -hmm. So what happens is these are the, uh, the VARES, these are the adverse side effects of getting the original injections. And then they're going to come up with more messenger RNA to deal with the symptoms caused by the, <laughs> it's job security, right? So at the very end of this press release, it talks about the forward looking statements. Yeah. And it says in, in reference to Moderna, because these technologies, the messenger RNA technologies funded by DARPA that both <clears throat> Pfizer and Moderna got the grants, because they involve known and unknown risk, uncertainties, and other factors, many of which are beyond Moderna's control, these risks, these uncertainties, these other unknown factors include, among others, the fact that there has never been a commercial product utilizing messenger RNA technology that's been approved for use. Mm. Excuse me, what did I just read? Should I repeat that? Yes, repeat that again. Okay, this is Moderna's legal team in conjunction with DARPA. Involving known and unknown risks, uncertainties, and other factors, many of which are beyond Moderna's control, these risks, these uncertainties, these other factors include, among others, the fact that there has never been a commercial product utilizing messenger RNA that's been approved for use. Ha. That's why they issue this through emergency use authorization. Exactly, and that's why the there is not a single uh, coof, uh, beef, you know, uh, flu related jib jab jibby jab that is authorized by the Fools Who Sell Drugs Administration. Okay, and. What we have the authorization for is the Comarty uh, variant, which is not even sold in this country. So everything that is being pushed oh. here is still emergency youth authorization. Right. And they're absolved from all liability. So Wonderful. This, this, is, this, is, this is DARPA. This is a military, real-time experimentation 
where billions of people have participated in it. And there's no legal recourse you can go after if you die or you're permanently injured or your lifespan is shortened because you'll succumb to aggressive cancers or heart conditions, blood clots in the next two, three, four years. Because the damage that it's done, it's very, it's going to be very difficult for people injected and boosted to live beyond five years. That that's a given. I said this years ago. More and more um, professional people in this field uh, are saying the same thing. So if if you do live five to seven years after multiple injections and you finally pass away uh, from symptoms, they won't relate it. The fact that this was the injections five, seven years ago, they'll just say, well, that, you know, they died of a stroke or heart, heart failure, lung, lung issues. Sure. Uh, that's, that's the sad news is it's going to be a miracle if you're living beyond the fifth or seventh year, if you've been multiple. That's, that's, that's a fact. You get mad at me all I want. I'm not the one doing this. You need to, you know, it's interesting when I read these uh, research papers uh, this is DARPA's the Fort Detrick worked on this and a lot of these these pathogens. This is a military, this is military sponsored. Uh, Moderna and Pfizer were just hired by them to do this. So, are is Moderna and Pfizer, AstraZeneca, are they the the bad guys? Kind of, but the the blame goes even higher. I'm a little more barely, but I'm just a little more sympathetic with them. If you go much higher, you find out oh, this is a global military operation. And they're just testing this in real time. They're getting intel and data on the human response for the uh, nanoparticles, the lipid nanoparticles, and how this is affecting people. This this was not invented and schemed at the pharmaceutical level. They were just simply hired to carry this out, mass produce it. So you got to go higher than, yeah, you can get mad at pharmaceutical companies and then but if you go higher, you're like, oh, geez, this is a global military thing here. And um, DARPA's got their fingerprints all over this. I, I, don't, I don't like what I'm finding out. But there's a uh, – it's not long. There's that TED Talk video on Dr. Tal Zaks. He's the uh, chief medical officer of Moderna. Did mm-hmm. you, uh, you see that, CJ? Is he there? Gotcha. And it's the first two minutes is interesting. It's not a long video, but if you just play the first two minutes. All right, here we go. If you have volume two. Yep. Here we go. Yeah, everything should be. This is 2017. So I started my professional life about 30 years ago as a nurse in the pediatric intensive care unit. Oh, you could trust him. I remember this one infant, let's call him Jonathan, who came in really, really ill. Seemed to have a rare genetic defect, but in those days, gene diagnosis was still in its infancy, so we couldn't really figure out what's wrong with him. And in the years since, as I've trained as a physician scientist, we've been living this phenomenal digital and scientific revolution. And I'm here today to tell you that we're actually hacking the software of life and that it's changing the way we think about prevention and treatment of disease. (laughs) Biology you need to know in 30 seconds. Our body is made out of organs. Our organs are made out of cells. 
And in every cell, there's this thing called messenger RNA, or mRNA for short, that transmits the critical information from the DNA, our genes, to the protein, which is really the stuff we're all made out of. This is the critical information that determines what a cell will actually do. And so we think of it like an operating system. And it's not just in every cell of our body, it's actually in every cell of every organism alive. It's the same thing. And so if you could actually change that, which we call the software of life, if you could introduce a line of code or change a line of code, it turns out that has profound implications for everything from the flu to cancer. And I'm going to demonstrate that with three short examples. Let's start with the flu. So many of us get a vaccine. Uh, what is a vaccine? It is an injection in our arm where we get bits and Jed, first two or keep going? Oh, yeah, keep going. Sorry, in about another, another minute. Two okay. Minutes. Pieces of the virus, the protein. And that teaches our immune system to recognize the virus. And so when we get infected, we're not sick. Now, imagine if instead of giving the protein, we would give the instructions on how to make the protein, how the body can make its own vaccine. That's an mRNA vaccine. And here's what it looks like from the cell. So the traditional approach has protein floating around your cells. An mRNA vaccine approach has the cells themselves in your own body making the vaccine. Spike proteins, morons. Right. A stranger prowling the neighborhood or somebody who just broke into your ground floor and tripped the alarm. That's what happens with an mRNA vaccine. You've tripped the alarm wire, and now the cell is dialing 911. It's calling the police. At yeah, the a, I'm going to kick this guy in his head. That's how an mRNA vaccine works. And for the last several years, we've shown this actually works in a whole multitude of animal models. Uh -huh. Earlier this year, we published the first actual study in people. And it, it actually works in people. We took a group of volunteers and injected them with a messenger RNA vaccine against a variant of flu, influenza. And all of these volunteers got the immune response we were hoping to see. Yeah, sure. Okay, hope you can stop there. Uh, you would see with any. Uh, uh, first of all, why do they all look like this? <laughs> That's the first question I'd like to ask. You know, the, the the second thing is the hubris, the utter hubris that this 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 beta male who's reeking of soy. Okay, that he thinks that he can develop something a company that has. No, that's never made a single product in his life. This is what they come up with because they were handed this by DARPA. And now he's thinking that they're gonna they're gonna go ahead and no alarm bells and the audience goes off chat. It it it, it completely I want to bang my head against the door, chat. I, I I'm, I'm I'm losing it. I'm getting angry. Go ahead, Chad. I'm sorry. Right. So he he's uh, great. Oh. He went to uh, Ben Gurion University in Israel. Oh, that tells you everything you need to know. And yeah, and he got his uh, Israel's really big on this biotech and Yep, huge. They're huge. Uh, ben Gurion himself was a great guy, you know, especially the terror bombings he was doing back in the '40s in Tel Aviv. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's it's suspect uh, these universities in that region uh, of the world and what they're producing. It's kind of kind of scary. But what's in, in, interesting, he he admitted there, which I cannot get Chat GPT to admit. So Chat GPT has been pre-programmed by its authors. It refuses, even though he states this here, when he, he mentioned uh, uh, if it, 
others, if you look up this video and replay it, he had mentioned the fact that with the messenger RNA, how it works is that the cell manufactures the spike protein. And then when the immune system is triggered, this, he, he said the cell goes, here's the spike protein. We just manufactured it. Go get them. This is the bad guy. Well, the, the problem is with the question that was never asked by anyone, probably deliberately, that's been silenced, is with this messenger RNA protocol, because he goes on to say we had volunteers and they, they had a good immune response and we tested it on animals uh, and everything looks great. Well, what he failed to mention is the fact when they tested it on animals, all right, they they only went to, let's see. If, let's see if I can find that article. They only went to 56 days. Oh, wonderful. That's okay, great. There's, there's a key reason why they stopped at 56 days. So when they did these... Uh, test in mammalian in the animals. They did ferrets and mice and so forth. Uh, they stopped at 56 days. What he failed to mention in his TED Talks interview is a, a paper concluded that investigated the research that the SARS-CoV vaccines all induced antibody protection against infection. However, challenge of the mice given by the vaccines led to the occurrence of TH2 type cells. So you have these uh, T, you have these uh, TH2 cells which mediate the activation, uh, the maintenance of humoral or antibody uh, immune response systems. You have uh, your TH2 cells, TH1, TH2, and they play an important role in your immunity. The TH1 cells stimulate cellular immune response um, they inhibit the macrophage activation and they stimulate B cells and TH2, mm -hmm. uh, stimulates, uh, humoral immune response. It promotes B cell proliferation and the B cell is part of your immune system that attacks and destroys the, uh, pathogen. Well, in these mice and these, these ferrets, you had uh, basically it was an autoimmune response. The TH2 immunity went into hyper overdrive and it triggered the body's defense system for an autoimmune over response. And it pushed out the balance of the, T, the TH1, TH2. It created an overproduction and it started to cause tissue breakdown in the lungs and all their lungs disintegrated, blew apart. Oh, my God. Well, what, what happens is, in this TED Talk, when he said, oh, we tested it and, and we got good results, yeah, they stopped it at day 56. When, when the mice went through autopsy beyond day 56, their lungs were obliterated because the original question that I asked three years ago when I, when I was on your show, I think this is back in, in YouTube days, uh, before you probably got kicked off because of me. Sorry about that. But... Um, yeah, great. So uh, the uh, the question was never asked with the with these uh, PhDs, these pharmaceutical companies. All right, you, you trigger, you code your cells with this messenger RNA to produce the spike protein. They go, yeah. I go, well, where's the off switch? 
Oops. Because if you don't have an off switch, what that means is once your cells are programmed to produce this spike protein so that the immune, so that the cells can go, here's the spike protein, immune system, recognize it and attack it. Where's the off switch? There isn't any, you numb nuts. So what that means is your cells are going to produce this spike protein indefinitely, which means your Th1, Th2, your immune system is going to continue to attack the spike proteins that your cells are in all uh, indefinitely, which means yeah. your body eventually destroys itself like it did the mice and ferrets' lungs. There's no off switch. So There is no off switch. So what happens is the, uh, the article continues to say that um, – Let's. It, it says that uh, in these in these studies, it was not recommended that the messenger RNA research progress to human studies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really good. Uh, well, you forgot to mention that in his TED talk, didn't he? No, of course he did. He's a lying piece of shit. That's what he is, Jed. He's a well, they said based on yeah, based on what this did to the animals, the fact that there's the fact that there's no off switch, and this uh, disintegrated and blew out the lungs in, on the, on the autopsies. We do not recommend any further testing at a human level. Well, they went right past that, and now there's how many billions of people injected with this multiple times. There's no off switch. That's why no one will live beyond seven years. Is that why, because of this amazing technology that's going out there, creating all these wonderful spike proteins, which are creating total immune system collapse, which we're seeing that a lot of doctors and scientists have looked at it, said, hey, it's similar to AIDS, similar to HIV. And then it produces other things. These, you know, one foot, two foot, three foot, four, four foot, five foot, maybe six foot or more blood yeah. clots that are... Right that are literally rubber like in structure like i don't know how the how the body can naturally make a a, a silicone or rubber another word for rubber because everybody's talking about how rubbery it is right it's probably silicone how is it constructing that right, right. and then we talked about how the the microcircuitry is in place we looked at um uh, geometric shapes that are in the blood that are in the plasma of these individuals that have the jib jab jibby jab this is crazy chat this is so crazy he, yeah this gets this gets even worse are you aware of this i was not and some of the, the technologies i worked on that i still do the air and surface technologies uh were used in the space program the space shuttles and international space station and i was yeah. uh, i worked with the engineers and i took that technology and we improved it uh, by 400% uh, with the next generation. Well, actually, it's two generations. Generation three. Hmm. Uh, NASA had generation one. I designed generation three. Uh, and, and this is how to mitigate pathogens and viruses in the air and surfaces. And it's uh, especially important in space lab experiments. You, you can't have any contamination in a space station. Uh, especially with these high dollar experiments is sometimes you wait five to seven years to get your turn. You can't have it uh, compromised. So that that's where my expertise comes in and, and uh, ion cold plasma ion generation that safely 
destroys uh, viruses and bacteria, but does not alter the genetic genome. So pharmaceutical companies alter genetic genome. I went the route of a mechanical kill uh, interrupting the protein stems, but does not affect the genetics. So there's no risk of any mutation ever with my technology. Mm -hmm. There's, there's mute, mutants all over the place. It's like, oh my God, it's Pandora's box. But AstraZeneca, they were the first manufacturer in the world in 2019. Uh, they manufactured nanoparticles uh, in the space station. I was not aware of that. Oh, wow. And what they're doing is it's uh, silica particles in a in situ gel formulation. So what it is, is uh, Marianne Ashford, the senior principal scientist uh, in research for AstraZeneca, explains that we're looking to get a load of this. Carefully tune our nanoparticles so only limited release of their cargo occurs while they're in pursuit of the bloodstream, and the majority occurs when they reach their targeted tissue. So as nanoparticles prolong the circulation time of drugs in the body, it's important to ensure that they are not seen as foreign by the immune system and eliminated before they can uh, deliver their medicine to that particular cell. Hmm. Stealth coatings have been designed into both our polymeric and nanoparticles and polymer conjugates so that they can potentially travel under the immune system radar. Oh, that's good. That's, so that's really loving on their part. They've got stealth coatings to trick and deceive the immune system. And they have these nanoparticles that are tuned. How do you tune something? How do you tune? You, you, you have to hit it with some sort of energy wave. You'd have to Radi energize yeah. it somehow. Right. And they're tuning it through the 5G cell phone microwave network. So they have stealth coatings and are tunable. This is called the next generation controlled release technologies. Next That's generation great. controlled release technologies. They're in situ, which means they're in place. They're inside the body, in situ gelling and liquid crystal formulations. Here's how it works. They are able to transform from liquid. So they, mm. you can be injected with a liquid, like an injection, a pharmaceutical vaccine. And the liquid turns into gels or crystals on contact with body fluids. So you can mm. inject something at room temperature, then it can turn into a gel or a crystal. Well, what's interesting is a friend of mine, I was the science officer and the, uh, I was the science counselor. He wrote a, a, a series uh, of books um, and a trilogy. There, there's more, but he wrote a, a trilogy, a science fiction novel that was in movie format and uh, mm -hmm. Paramount Pictures was kind of interested in it. And, but there's a lot of politics. And I, I told Raz, I said, Hey, there's a lot of, uh, and he's aware of it. He's almost 40 years old. He's not an idiot. And there's a lot of darkness in Hollywood. And I go, well, this, this is a phenomenal science fiction franchise that you've built here. There's not, I think nine books. He's written three of them, but it's, it's, it could be a nine movie series like, like Star Trek's had multiple movie series. But I yeah. said, they won't like it because you have morals and ethics. There's a, a spiritual message in this, in science fiction. But in the science fiction, I'm getting off on a tangent. Uh, part of a, in the technology of these characters is the fact that they uh, were crystals inside the body that would develop. 
and it gave them, you know, superhuman strength or te technologies. Mm -hmm. This this was eight eight plus years ago, and now they're just now doing what his book and and, and what I consulted as his uh, chief science officer. They're just now being able to do that, where they can actually have crystals inside the body form. They don't, they're not injected as crystals, but they form as crystals. And you know, crystals. Uh, can be tuned to frequency. Crystals hold data. They can be charged. They can be energized remotely, and they can be influenced by radio waves. That, I can't believe. I, I mean, you'll have a, a, a you'll have an entire army of zombies if you wanted to, an entire army. Right, and you can signal. They 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 can get to a point where they can signal if they wanted to. They could target Chicago. I'm not going to pick on Chicago. It's just a well known city. Let's pick on Chicago. Well, you know it's interesting because it, uh, as of now they're letting all those criminals out. Remember, it starts today. Yes, the purge. The purge starts today. Yeah. So they and then if I don't know, and California just closed out the third prison. Uh, they let all their prisoners out. This is good. Okay, well, what happens if you have that kind of uh, mentality and, and say they're boosters? They, they could send signaling and they could get the entire population of a major city. They can turn them into zombies and they can turn them into any type of behavioral that they want yeah. through, through the, the technology circulating through the body and the 5G cell system. They could literally turn... I, I wouldn't be surprised if they pick a major city to experiment with the kind of a Mad Max scenario and very unusual uh, behavior, maybe as types of cannibalism or like uh, rabid, foaming at the mouth, rabid type, bizarre. Um, well, they've got the technology to do that. I wouldn't be surprised if they pick some random city uh, to experiment this on is scared the bejeebies out of everybody. But th this is, they're, they're not developing this because they say originally that, oh, there's, you know, we can help with breast cancer. Well, they seem to be going the other route. They, that's That might be the cover story. But since when is DARPA, which is the scientific division of the military, since when is DARPA, the military, interested in breast cancer? <laughs> yeah. They're in war. Well, you know, I mean, there's a lot of transitioning soldiers these days. I mean, they, you know, <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, I mean, you know, they're probably all concerned about breast cancer, Jed. I mean, you know, we shouldn't be so harsh. <laughs> so I, uh, God help us. This, this show, and I, I, I tend to be somewhat apologetic. Others say, I oh, quit doing that. I, the, the Outer Limits show, I, I don't mean to depress people and scare the bejeebies out of everyone. But I don't know, to be honest with you in the audience, I don't know how to present this material without coming across that way. Because to be honest, I am scared and nervous. Fr from a human standpoint, I'm also scared and nervous that there's uh, nothing from a human standpoint stopping this agenda. They're well-funded. This is globally. The, uh, no one, there's no one, nothing's happening. So then this gets into is this going to be a resolve or is there going to be any kind of help? And if mm. so, it's not coming from the institutions we have now. Nothing, nothing right. stops. So there is some nervousness and I get people that text me on discord. Well, if you're a man of faith, you should know better. And I'm like, I, I, I don't want to get in that conversation. not on outer limits, 
But from a secular standpoint for me, no, there isn't anything stopping this. And the speed at which they're advancing this, I can't even keep up. Hmm. So these shows, The Outer Limits, I'm just trying to spoon feed the audience while you're taking your kids to soccer practice and maybe you're getting a new pickup truck or you just watched a football game and had pizza. I understand you still need to live and enjoy life, but do and maybe you and CJ can answer this is a show like this. Is, is it beneficial? Should I be doing this investigation and letting glimpses out that, you know, while you're taking your kids to soccer and enjoying that ball game and having a barbecue, you might also in the back of your mind know that this is going on behind the scenes and nothing's stopping it. And they're funded with trillions of dollars and what the end game is doesn't look good. Or should I just keep my freaking mouth shut and then talk about Mustangs and ball games and, you know, entertainment topics. I don't I'd say you keep doing this until uh, CJ and I get banned, and then all three of us can have our own entertainment channel on the other side of this whole entire nonsense. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can talk about sports. Uh, I'll do makeup tutorials. And uh, CJ, <laughs> what will you do, CJ? I think I'm going to do um, some cooking, a cooking channel. There you go. See? Fun. And then we'll keep it going just like that, Jeff. <laughs> but on the serious note, no, we keep doing what we're doing until we're finally yanked off. And that's it. And that's how you know, folks. It's it. It's game time. It's you know, it's it's about the rubber meets the road. Yeah, and this is I'm I'm I've got all these reference articles, so I'm not making this up. There, there's there's so much. I try to boil it down to the hour, hour fifteen minutes of the show. This is all verified. It's just a matter of it takes a couple days to dig them up and print the articles off and then highlight the few. It's all there. It's just who's got the time to research it. So I thought, well, if I do this on every Monday and let you know what's really going on, the science perspective behind the scenes, it's very disturbing. Yeah. And, uh, and, and if I'm, since I've been fighting this, I'm really getting, I'm, I'm wearing out. I'm in my fifties. I've been fighting this quietly with a small budget and we've lost the battle. They, They are so far ahead of us and I'm trying to figure out how to, grow organic food and and provide technologies for these pathogens, which I knew were being engineered. Yeah. Uh, 2004, I got wind of this and I, I have current solutions, but either people are too broke or don't care or don't think that they work. You know, I'm trying to get sales and I'm starving to death, uh, so to speak. Uh, it's frustrating because then I'm like, well, the last 17 years, that all my work and research and my patents, was it for nothing? And then I'm like, man, am I an idiot? Did I waste the last 17? You know, that's not like poor me, but I I do. This is how my mind's working. Uh, And I have very few people, you and just a handful of people that I can uh, be a sounding board that still have sanity. You know, V and CJ, there's not many people left that still have a brain that's functioning. And still has common sense. So many people are already gone. That they're already co-opted. They're not coming back. No. Definitely. I, yeah, it's it's interesting because I think looking at the last two or three years, and, and in particular with last year, I think there's been a a lot of of uh, disruption into the the, the narratives, the the programming uh, that they're attempting to do. I think there's a lot more people who are coming to terms and 
and understanding that, hey, listen, government may not have everything in your in your best interest. Uh, the health institution, the big pharma may not have everything in your best interest. I think to me, one of the, the question that remains is that when you look at some of this technology that has driven uh, from DARPA uh, to the consumer is the vehicle in which they they did so. So if you think of, of the social media platforms and its benefit to gather all the information that they are, the collection they rolled it out through through Facebook, through Instagram, through Twitter, uh, when you think of, of because Big Pharma didn't develop this technology. I think they had, a, they had obviously a, a, a partner with that, with being being DARPA. But it was interesting because how they were able to bring that technology forward is they had to they had to form a crisis uh, situation. I think one real relevant question that we have to begin to ask ourselves is that with the economic conditioned uh, conditioning that's happening right now, the conditions that we're going towards this year, how does that play a part in terms of how they're able to get the funds to do these programs? And if they create the money out of nowhere, what's the end user? How does that affect the consumer? Because they force people into uh, getting the jibby jab, right? It was forced into uh, society. I'm a big believer that the consumer is what drives some of the technology aspect in terms of what the consumer's uh, willing to to buy and do. And there's numerous examples I can give. Uh, for example, uh, solar and and electric. You know, they're trying to force and mandate these things that you know we create these things, we create the ideas. But at the end of the day, it's the consumer that kind of drives that. And and they couldn't do so with the jibby jab. They had to, they had to force it. So. So what's the next stage of what they're willing to do? Is it is it that food becomes so unaffordable that they're able to genetically develop food that's going to be much cheaper or or uh, they're going to start some social program that's beta based upon a digital currency that, hey, look, if you do this, you you get so much credit each month and and you get discounts on food. So I'm starting to evolve my thoughts a little bit, too, is how do they get this technology into society Get us getting us to subscribe to do it, knowing that the economic conditions for the consumer have never been in the worst worst situation. So so many facets to look at this jet, but on, on an everyday basis, I don't I don't I don't lose sleep over it because I you know again we have to continue to live our lives. We have to do the things that we enjoy, um, and and maybe I encourage you to do that as well, Jet. Whatever you have to to take a break away from it. Not saying to step away completely, but just take a break away from it mentally and. Uh, whether it's hobby, I know you have them already, but I, again, I think that the work that you're doing is very important. I think we have to continue to share that information. And and this is the year that we continue dis to disrupt uh, the matrix, uh, in my opinion. Well, like in my personal case, I hope I didn't go get in too deep where I can't pull out of this. And, uh, and you know, and it's just too overwhelming. So I just be glad you guys aren't in my shoes. I, I think I'm in a dangerous position where I'm in too deep and it's hard to disconnect from it. Uh, and, and I need to, and, uh, Algo Crypto, Crypto Cowboy changed his name. Algo Crypto has been uh, a huge help many times talking me off the bridge, so to speak, or a voice of reason, uh, he's been as well as you guys. I appreciate that help. I, uh, I, yeah, I really well, and, and, you, I and you may have to, and you may have to unplug away from, from the AI, you know, if, if, no. if it's, it's, it's getting, uh, you know, so driven and, and, and affecting your, your livelihood. Again, I, I, I think it's, we, we continue the work. We continue to share the information. Yes. Uh, Cowboy did change his name. I saw that in the discord. Uh, so yeah, very, very good stuff today. Jet really appreciate it. 
Yep. And then next next week, I can. Uh, it's very interesting. I can talk about uh, the carbon C6 and the silicon uh, 14 and with some diagram. That's a very interesting deep dive. Yeah, I would love for you to do that, man. Like okay, you, you, you go, you talk to the sil. You talk, you describe that silicon aspect to us. You're basically painting the enemy. Yes. And they don't like that because uh, when I got the when I got yanked off of uh, potentially being on Joe Rogan and all these other shows, it's when I mentioned the silicon life forms and the one through nine numbering system and the cube, where the human consciousness is. That I man, I must have hit some nerves. All of my shows got canceled. All my invites, never heard a peep from them. Hmm. And I did on your platform, and you're the only ones that didn't cancel me. Because I'm crazy enough to have you on. That's why. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we'll do that next week. Definitely. Thanks. Jet, thank you for being on, folks. It is the outer limits. We have the scientist at large, the one and only Jet Blake. And again, if you want to find out where Jet is, you got to email the gatekeeper himself, the one and only CJ, aka El Cuco. Over at cj at roguenews.com, cj at roguenews.com. He will give you the keys, the link into the Discord where Jet Blakes lurks. So go check it out over there. And, folks, again, this broadcast in its entirety will not be on replay on ScrewTube or YouTube, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we will not be on there. We will be, it'll be on Rumble, it'll be on roguenews.com, it'll be on Twitch, DLive, Float, every other platform we're on. Uh, Stitcher, you name it, man. We're everywhere. You want us to be Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, we'll be all over there. But it will not be on YouTube. So if you want to listen to this broadcast again, head over to the Rumble, which will be on there probably by tomorrow or something. But it will definitely be on the roguenews.com website, and it will definitely be on Twitch right now live. With that being said, CJ, Chet, thank you so much. And El Cuco, please take it away. Take care.